0: All right, man. Here we go. Here we go. A uh, bit of a holiday edition, I guess. Uh, as we're recording right now, we're both fat and happy after a little bit of oh, a holiday, day. holiday breather. So I know Dude, you stuck yeah. to your diet entirely, right?
1: Oh my goodness! This, you know this will probably come out in a few weeks, so maybe it'll be. Mm. But it's December twenty seventh, right now. And I'll tell you what. You know, I was with. I told you before we clicked on the camera. I was with my wife's, her parents and her couple sisters, and we all rented a house for a few days. And I'm, you know, I'm usually there's tasty stuff around as the holidays. Like I'll, I'll allow myself to some indulgences because it's the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't go like, I mean, like bonkers. I don't know what happened, man. I went bonkers. <laughs> I, I don't, don't know both when, fade in, huh? dude. I don't know the la- I can't tell you the last time I went that wow. hard for that long. I don't know what it was. There wow. was so much tasty stuff available all the time, and it was a, to the point where like, after three days, somebody's like. Hey, do you want a cookie? I'm like, I actually don't. Like, I feel awful, (laughs) so
0: it kind of reset me. Hmm. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, we didn't get too far off the rails. We had a prime rib for Christmas, which is pretty Mm, good. But there is a yeah, there's a scratch bakery within walking distance of our house, which is always problems. And they do you know holiday specials and stuff like that. And they make an amazing cheese Danish. Oh, which yeah. Had one you know for it's years. not uh yeah it's not one of those things that you kind of go for in your everyday kind of snack hounding but um we got some of those and they disappeared pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, so i going to yeah. say they they did the trick well yeah um yeah i'm i'm, I'm eating clean again and feeling so good oh yep. well,
1: i just feel like i'm covered in ooze but anyway <laughs> this should be a fun one today this hopefully will apply to people whether you are a very high level athlete, or you're like most of us, you're a regular human trying your darn best. And this question was one that I saw out there on the social media as a topic, if you will. This individual, I know who he is, he'll remain nameless. He's a beast. He's one of the fittest human beings I know of that he's over in Europe that no one's ever heard of. And He's, you know, you know the deal. There are some folks who are stronger. There are some folks who are better runners, but you're talking overall fitness. He is like up there. And he did Jackie recently. Beautiful, beautiful workout, right? Just an opportunity to cover yourself in kerosene and strike a match. And (laughs) he did it. He's done it several times. And he did this last one in six minutes and 15 seconds, which if you look at BTWB, that's a level 96. I mean, it's a phenomenal Jackie. Um, I think it was a couple seconds, quote unquote, slower than his lifetime PR. <laughs> you know, like lifetime PR was like a six thirteen. This is a six fifteen, right? And he was just he, you know, uh, he's a normal human being with a range of emotions. So he had some comments <laughs> like, "Man, like I'm trying not to be down to myself, but like I just, mm. I, I couldn't have pushed mm. any harder. I don't know where I can squeeze anything else out of this workout. Like I feel like I'm tapped out for where what I can do." And it's kind of bumming me out, like to know that I can't do any better, maybe ever in my life, on this workout. And um, it's hard on me mentally, and just I got to do some serious head games to like not let myself mm. spiral down a hole. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting one. And so there, you could you could face that if you are so you know your Josh Bridges doing Fran, you know, let's assume he goes below parallel. You know, you're not going to go any faster on that you know so you could be an elite athlete and bump into the limits of a workout like that or you could be like the rest of us you're just trying your hardest in the gym and you've done a workout a few times and everything's going great and you're on good programming and good sleep and good nutrition and you just seem to you know 22 rounds of cindy is what you get like you it's just not going to go beyond that and so the question becomes whether it's jackie cindy or whatever, does Let's say the next time that workout pops up in your training cycle, this person is like, is there value in me doing it? Should I do something else? Should I modify it in some way? What's the deal? So that's kind of the topic for today.
0: Yeah, and it's a great topic. And uh, it is also nice to know that even somebody who's as accomplished as this gentleman is, uh, you know, you still struggle with some of these things mentally. I mean, either of those times is very enviable by I think anybody who's doing CrossFit (laughs) uh, in any capacity. And so to know that like, yeah, even even if you're on the top of the mountain, so to speak, it still can be difficult sometimes. I think that in itself is uh, is worth noting for people, you know, you don't ever get to this point where you're like, well, that's it. I've got it and I solved it. It's like, no, it's mm-hmm. a continual process. So so acknowledging that I think is important right out the gate. But uh, second of all, I think that this is a really interesting topic in the sense that if you look at it broadly, what it really comes down to is a discussion around training age, in my opinion. Um, because when you start into something and you're into it for six months, there's going to be a different trajectory than when you're at the one-year mark, than when you're at the five-year mark, when you're at Mm -hmm. the 10-year mark, and so on. And that has nothing to do necessarily with your biological age, but it has everything to do with the training age that you have. And Mm -hmm. generally speaking, the greater your training age is, the longer it's going to take to see progression within a specific domain. That's generally the way it's going to go. And so, because of that, the longer the interval you're going to need to see between repeat efforts of the same kind to see that manifest, right? So, you can think about that kind of in the sporting realm. The 100 meter dash is something I come back to a lot when I'm talking about things in um, kind of a, you know, an analogy format, because it's something that I think everybody can relate to. So you got that hundred meter dash, you take somebody who's at the top of their game, you know, Usain Bolt is the name that I think everybody is associated with that race. Um, you know, at least in Mm -hmm. our generation, uh, it, it doesn't take anybody with a real high understanding of strength and conditioning to know that his training is not running the 100 meter dash at all out race pace on a regular basis. He's going to save those absolute uncorked full-out race pace trying to set a world record type of efforts maybe a couple times a year maybe right and the rest of the time is set trying to prepare for that and understanding that you know as deep as he is as accomplished as he is there's only so many of those efforts that are going to exist and if you try to repeat them too often you're going to have a terrible mindset because it's going to look like you're going backwards Mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily the case um, and so that, that's number one, is you got to think about the training age and what comes with that. It's going to take longer, generally speaking. It's going to take longer to see progress. And generally speaking, you're going to need more time between repeated efforts in order to really get a sense of where that uh, is falling. So so I want to start the conversation there. <coughs> I like that. And I would
1: also say it might be useful for people to realize, you know, we're not doing Jackie or fill in the blank on any workout. You're not doing Jackie to become a Jackie specialist. At least that's, you know, yeah, exactly. not my two cents yeah. on that. You know, Jackie is something where that fit into the overall architecture of what was going on where you needed a chipper style, you know, bigger chunks of work, thousand meter on the row, set of 50 thrusters. Yes, they're light, <clears throat> but it's still a set of 50, set of 30 pull-ups, one time through light loading, you know, barbells empty, and it's just a depress the you know hold your hand as close to the flame as you possibly can you know that's Mm -hmm. a unique training stimulus there's multiple ways to get there but jackie could serve that one really well when you needed a monostructural weightlifting gymnastics sort of a deal and so you know if your goal was to just be a jackie specialist then there might be some things that you would go down but that's not what we're talking about it's just it's just a training aid now the fact Mm -hmm. that there's a clock associated with it and if you've been doing CrossFit for 10 years maybe you've done it five or six times and you've got a lot of data points that can start to creep into your head a little bit you know again if you've been in this game for a very long period of time and you know you might not be able to squeak anything more out of that but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have value you know Mm -hmm. because that workout allowing you to express that level of intensity chipper style and whatnot it serves a function it would be the same thing as like you know, if you do a six by 400 meter repeat day, you know, that serves a particular function and maybe you've been training for 15, 20 years and you know what, it's been a long time since you've seen a lifetime PR because I don't know. now you're 42, you started when you were 22. Does that mean the next time that six by 400 meter repeats pop up, you shouldn't do it because you're probably not gonna set a lifetime PR? Like, absolutely not. Like that's still such a potent and powerful and valuable day. It's like the same day if you're at that training cycle where, hey, father time waits for none of us, that you're never going to increase your five by five deadlift again. Does that mean you stop doing Mm -hmm. a five by five deadlift? Like, no. So there's the testing element, right? This training versus testing. It can be so easy as CrossFitters to consider every workout is a test Mm -hmm. that I have to compare against every data point compared to it's a training day, looking at the block of training, what serves me well today is a chipper style, very lightweight, needed to get on the rower, needed big chunks of work, needed something in that, you know, six to 12 minute time domain. Boom, there's Jackie. And whether it's a PR mm-hmm. or not is one thing, but it's, it's the puzzle piece that fit beautifully on that day.
0: Yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. If you reframe it as a training session, I think the utility is inarguable. Uh, in in that regard. I also think that if you're somebody who is, you know, needing that kind of comparison from a past effort, you've got to open that uh aperture just a little bit wider uh from the absolutism of it has to be better or it's a failed effort. Um, you know, I would say what were the the, the exact times? They were like three within three seconds of each other? Something like that. I mean, okay. Know, so let, very, let's say very, very, very close. For for argument's sake, it was a three second differential. The the time before was three seconds faster than the most recent time. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is within enough of a threshold that I would call it a wash. You know, <laughs> right. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Objectively, it's a little slower, but <laughs> yes, let's be honest about it. That is basically, for all intents and purposes, the same performance. And so, right. I don't know what the interval was between that last performance and this performance, but to be able to maintain that. Basically, as a wash, I mean, that's pretty good. And I would say that's a pretty good indicator that, hey, man, you're hanging on to some pretty serious fitness, because that is a crazy time for that particular workout. So even viewed from that lens, I think, um, you know, you can't, you can't look at this as like, oh, objectively, it was slower, therefore, something's wrong with my training. I will say, though, to play devil's advocate to some degree to what you're saying, I I completely am on board with this idea of, hey, it fits the bill as a great chipper style training with big blocks of work. Can I still do that? Is that still valuable? Yes. However, I would say that if you know you've kind of maxed out that particular workout, what may be more useful, especially if we're dealing with somebody that knows it's going to be a bit of a head game if Mm -hmm. they don't PR is to choose something that's not Jackie choose Mm -hmm. something that's close that still checks all those boxes but allows for that headspace to attack something fresh and not have to be wrapped up in okay is this going to result in a lifetime PR or not and I think there's real value in that and and that kind of echoes to um you know some other approaches within the strength and conditioning world out there you know you look at the uh like the Louis Simmons, um, conjugate style systems, and they are doing all these wacky lifts all year round. And I believe that a big part of that is because they're always setting quote PRs with something Mm -hmm. that they may not have done in the past. Mentally, it always feels more like a win than it does anything else. And that helps build momentum towards a greater training goal. And so I do think there's utility there too. So, you know, my, my slight devil's advocate is that, yep. Still worthwhile, still a brick in the wall. However, I think that you could achieve that same effect with something that was, you know, close to Jackie, but not Jackie, and save yourself mm-hmm. the heartache of feeling like you really have to max it out. I was gonna say I don't even feel it's the devil's advocate, to be quite honest with you, because
1: there's two parts to it. You know, I say this all the time, right? Like strength and conditioning is easy, people are hard, right? You, 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 you have to cater to both. I mean, this is a we're in a yep. people business, right? Um, and so play with like you should be, you know, you're a sovereign, free, autonomous citizen. Like you're you're free to play with these things if you have a good, a decent understanding of your fitness IQ is decent enough to play with these things. Like, look, okay, let's say that you're this individual, Jackie comes up and you're like, ah, you know, it's been six months. You're like, I don't know if I want to do this. Hey, do Jackie backwards. Mm -hmm. Do 30 pull-ups, 50 thrusters, and ending with a thousand meter row sounds terrible to me. You know, but that's Even though those movements are the same, if you do it backwards, it is a different workout. Even if it's close, you cannot compare your time. You didn't do it the exact same. Or I'll tell you what, take that 1,000-meter row and chop it up. Do a 500, 50 thrusters, 30 pull-ups, and end with a 500. Or, Or do any combination of those things. I don't think that you have to make Jackie any harder, but if it helps you between the ears, don't do it with an empty barbell. I mean, don't make it super heavy. Maybe put 65 pounds in the bar. Different workout. Maybe keep the barbell empty. And if you're a beast, this time it's, it's chest to bar pull ups instead of like these little slight tweaks and differences are really close to what the stimulus is, but they are different. So it will mm-hmm. be like you're saying with all these things at Westside, it will be a new PR, even if it's super close. Like play yep. with these things or. know a thousand meter row is a little bit close to an 800 meter run do an 800 meter run yes you won't have as much interference with the legs i get it but it's still like you're going to be okay (laughs) yeah fitness is going to be achieved so it's kind of limitless if you give yourself that you authorize yourself to have that creative freedom you could do a slightly different version of jackie every time it popped up never have a repeat preserve the training stimulus and hopefully be very happy between the ears
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'll I'll give you one more angle on that. And that is my personal angle. So what what we've been kind of talking about, in my opinion, is more of a hypothetical around somebody who's like dedicated, they're training, you know, five, six days a week, they've been doing that for years, everything's Mm. going the way it's supposed to. Um, I'll give you the Adrian Bosman personal reality, which is, you know, like, I'm not at my most disciplined, I haven't been for some time. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm getting in (laughs) when I should. Um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not at my fittest. There's no argument there, but I'm, I'm doing fine, you know, and there's definitely a lot less, uh, kind of diligence, uh, than there has been at other points in my life, no harm, no foul. That being said, what I'm getting at is that the days that I am training are fewer and further between. And so the opportunities that I have to work on things that I want to be doing inside the gym are less. And so mm. under those circumstances, if this were me personally and I had a workout that I knew was in my wheelhouse and I knew I was gonna be like within that, you know, two to three second threshold, right? I am absolutely gonna sidestep that for something else because I've got more limited opportunities to train. And sure. so I'm gonna pick something where there's more benefit to my overall conditioning and my overall training than there is to something that I'm already really, really close to. So I think mm-hmm. that's another question in the conversation is like okay what are you doing how often are you doing it what opportunities do you have to train and if there's uh an abundance of that you you're getting in all the time hey yeah go for it if it's less so well then maybe you should be a little bit more selective about which of those things you really have to come back to the well on and you know you said something like this
1: before you know again we're giving a whole bunch of different options, right? And so there's so many different mm-hmm. personality types out there. Yeah. That if we give you 10 different option types, there's some that people will gravitate towards, right? Hey, I'm going to be totally something different. I'm going to do a slight modification. I'm going to do it backwards, like whatever works for you. I'm going to run instead of row. Something else that you could do, I think you mentioned this with like certain barbell workouts, there were, you know, you, that you know, quick singles is your fastest time. You're like, hmm. well, screw it. Tell yourself you have to do touch and go fives and just see what yep. happens. Like, you're going to yep. be okay. And so, for this individual, uh, I, I know that they rode a 330 for the 1,000-meter row. And then they did the next two things unbroken. You know what? And you're probably rowing a 330 because you feel like if you row any quicker, it will have a negative effect on those other things. Allow guess yourself. Guess
0: what, cowboy? <laughs> allow yourself to row
1: a 320, yeah. you know, yep. or, some, or something like that. And, and let it crash and burn. And you have to, for the first yeah. time in your life, you set the thruster barbell down twice and you can't believe it. Like, that's okay. Like, that's a cool chance to take and allow yourself that chance. So there's a whole lot of ways to do this. And and there's the emotionless thing, which is like, yes, it still has training value, value, even if you don't PR. And then there's the human emotion. Let's find a way that you actually enjoy walking into the gym and we can do both. And I reached out for this topic to your friend of mine, friend of the program, Dan Bailey. So who probably has a great a great human being <laughs> a great just man a, just a stellar guy and my question for him was like does grace have any training value for you anymore mm-hmm. i mean talk about somebody bumping into the limits of a workout you know i think he did it yeah. in like 61 or 62 seconds i mean you're kidding me and it's like i was like you're so fast at that thing like i think you did it darn you were broken it maybe you didn't let it go at all like if grace comes up do you do you have to bump it up And he just started chuckling <laughs> he's like oh no Grace is still as punchy and miserable as it needs to be. Like there's no, you know, he's like, now I'll do other things. He goes, but there's, I'm not shortchanged when I do grace. And he had an interesting thing. He's like, you know, I can make grace heavier. He goes, and of course I would you know, prefer that. Mm -hmm. He's like, but, but some of those things where you can actually go to your limits, you might not PR, but you can actually bump into your limits. He goes, there's something about that. And I liked how he said this. He goes, it just it keeps you being a dangerous human being. Like if you Mm. allow yourself Mm. to just stand near that fire, you know, like he goes, he goes heavier. Grace is going to get broken up, but he walks in how it is. and He's like, oof, we're going to dance with the devil today. You know, that's just a different experience. And so there's so many different facets and aspects to, training for increasing what's going on inside your body and then what you have to do to get your head right to walk into the gym and there's no right or wrong answer hopefully just all of these different options again help keep a smile on your face training because then the most important thing is that no matter what you do you keep walking into the darn gym because when that stops things are going in a bad direction
0: yeah couldn't agree more. I mean, that's that's really the name of the game if you're looking at longevity. And uh, one more reason that it's kind of, uh, you know, a bit of a bummer that we're talking about something that is, you know, anybody would die for that time. That's an amazing thing to have either <laughs> one know. of those times on that workout. And and <laughs> to think that, you know, he's stepping away from that second effort being disheartened by it is, I mean, I'm not going to say it's absurd. Like I get it and I totally understand you know, that feeling of regression, no matter how small it can be disheartening. Absolutely. But Mm -hmm. when you take a step back and you think about, you know, just where that sits within the realm of possibility and times, like people would be over the moon to be anywhere close to that. Um, And so, you know, you can't lose sight of that either. And, And to me, maybe that even heightens it even more. It's like, man, if you have somebody that's doing that well, that is disheartened by that effort. Yeah, we definitely have to figure out a way that that doesn't happen in the future because nobody should be disappointed with something like that.
1: You know, out of total, just, uh, I actually don't think I have any more on the topic. I don't know if you you do, but, um, out of what would you say, you know, whether you're bumping into, you know, a level 96 or whatnot is, (laughs) is, is your, in your prime. Okay. I'm going to give you in your prime. What was your best workout that you're like, you know what, if I pull this one out, I can't say I'm going to beat all comers, but it's my best shot. What was your best workout?
0: You know that's a great question. I was let me think. At my best, there's just so many. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, I was proud when I got a sub three Fran. I remember the best Fran I ever did was a two forty seven. I was pretty happy about that. Um, And actually, I guess it's kind of related. Once I I got sub three, I was like, I'm never doing it again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So so there you go. That's my personal stance. Um, But I think if I had to, you know, be completely honest about it, and it's not the one that I'd want to be like the one, but in my prime, Cindy was oh, my jam. Really? I could crush it. Like I'm not talking spieler 30 plus rounds, but mm-hmm. you know, I could do a high twenties Cindy That's legit. just be working through it and know that like, yeah, it was legit. All the reps were good. Uh, you know, and it wasn't like destroying me to do that kind of work that, that I was pretty proud of that back in the day. When you would get uh, something in the high 20s, did you ever have to, or at what point do you remember when you would have to break the push-ups? Well, no. I mean, I think at that point, I was not. Or wow, it was deep. That's it was impressive, like the last, man. It was like the last five minutes, you know? Like, I that's think I, impressive. If, if memory serves, I have to go look it up. I think the best I ever did was like 28 rounds. Whew, and, uh, yeah. Man. But, you know, I was... I'm 40 now. We're talking. I was 25 at the time, and you know, that was all I was really interested in was stuff yep. like that. So Under, understood, yeah. understood. I guess some other interest. Well, I I hope
1: that this helps that individual. Wait, wait, like wait. This... What about you? Hold on. You can't you can't escape that easily. Let's uh <laughs> let's turn the tables here. You know, in in quote unquote my prime, it was yeah. Fran. Yeah, Fran. Mm. That was definitely that was definitely it. Um, it was just the right just the right loading, just the right rep range, descending reps. It was just short enough that I could stay ahead of the wave of pain. Mm -hmm. And it was, it just all worked out. Yep. That was, that was it. It was, Mm -hmm. but I hated every single solitary, every single solitary. And kind of like this individual for me personally, you know, my last few friends were all quote unquote fast, but they were within a few seconds of each other. And they all came down to like, I had to walk an extra step or two for the bar. So it's kind of like, I don't know how I can get, Myself better at this workout, but I never questioned the training stimulus. I'll tell you that because mm. I was like down in the ground for 15 minutes afterwards, yeah. even if it was "quote unquote" five seconds off my PR. Like it delivered the goods, and so there was yep. that you know that kind of
0: thing going on there as well. But well Man, uh, this... hold on, I'm, I got I got two more bubbling up oh, now. Really? The, uh, okay. What do you yeah, got? So now that we're talking about it, the other uh, like, and I thought I you were going to this... say something with overhead squats. Well, no, I have to put the caveat on this. Uh, this was back in the day when, let's just say, training practices have evolved. Okay, and, yeah, uh, sure. One of my all time best workouts used to be old school fight on bad mm-hmm. with rebounding box jumps and gaming it a little bit where you, you didn't have a, a full gym's worth of equipment. So you're like, okay, Pat, you're going to start here and mm-hmm. I'm going to start here. I'll start on the push press. On the push press, (laughs) and I'm going to get 40 or 50 reps right out the gate, and then I'm going to rebound the hell out of my box jumps, and you know I'm going to get a over 400 score. Um, So that that was I was proud of that. Looking back on it though, I'm like, man, I would not do that again. It's pretty rough on the old uh, tendons a a little bit there. That's a dirty Um, workout. Yeah, and and one that to this day I still have a decent score, and like you said I can kind of ride the wave on this one just enough is the Chief. I love that workout. One of my favorites. And I can still throw down a pretty decent Chief. So the Chief is just one of those ones too, it
1: ticks so many great boxes, right? Like it's it's sneaky. By the end of it you get in more volume than you realize, but all the Mm -hmm. reps are manageable and you keep going. You get just enough rest to like not want to jump in front of a bus and keep going. Like it's (laughs) it's uh the Chiefs, the Chiefs the Chief is one of those ones where I feel like you could program them that every two weeks in the gym and be happy. Like people just love the chief, yeah. man. They it's a really good do. one. Yeah. Stroke of genius. A, it's, it's a good one for sure. Yep. Well, all right, like all, oh, like I was saying. I hope this serves, you know, the athlete who maybe you're just such a darn beast that you're bumping into the limbs of human performance, or even if you're like what most of us are, mere mortals. You know and you've just been training for a while and you know you're not getting those beginner or even intermediate gains anymore you've been doing this for 10 12 15 years um you know we all bump into our limits at one point in time and then we have to figure out how to keep walking into the gym by either modifying something representing the training stimulus as best as we can like you're saying you know giving yourself authorization to just swap it out for something all of those are good things like those all keep you walking into the gym so they all have value if you um if you have this, if you have a question about this particular topic or comments about this topic, find them on the BTWB YouTube channel. Let us know what you think. If you face this in your life, one your clients' lives, we'd love to hear about it. Of course, go to verynotrandom.com and help support the show. We appreciate you. And for Adrian Bosman, I'm Pat Sherwood, and I'll see you next time.